call you back. This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. <laughs> Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. This is Live at Five. Yes, Live at Five. Here, Live at finally. And we're going to get right into uh, the show here because this is going to be an interesting show to, to, to see uh, lightly. Uh, we do have TJ Babcock in here. We were going to have Jason Trainer in here. Uh, but we all along knew that we had to speak to our friend uh, Jerry Manor. So uh, Mr. Babcock is going to be hanging out with me uh, this afternoon on the show. But first, let's get this phone call from Jerry Manor. From CECOM, Federal Credit Union. I believe this is Jerry here. How are you doing, sir? Not too bad, Glenn. How are you? Good, 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 good. Uh, so it's been a month. We, you know, we do our monthly call with Jerry Manor, and I hear this on the street when people refer to, like I also speak with uh, um, uh, Attorney Joe Stanley on a weekly basis, as you know, Jerry. People yeah. love the discussions because they learn a lot from you. This, these are people in their 30s, 50s, 80s, and beyond. So what do you have for us today? Well, did you know that October is National Financial Planning Month? What, what, every time you come up with another day, week, or month, I am completely bewildered. But I did not know that, Jerry. I am, well, now, now you I do. do yes. The reason I mention that is because what I want to talk quickly about tonight is the five principles of financial literacy. Mm -hmm. And they're pretty simple, Glenn. Number one is earning. Mm -hmm. Number two is saving and investing. Mm -hmm. Number three is borrowing but managing that debt. Mm -hmm. Number four, spending and planning. And number five, protecting your assets. Again, earning, saving and investing, borrowing and managing your debt, spending and planning, and protecting your assets. These principles, they're kind of a roadmap, Glenn, for good money management, and they can help you establish a solid financial foundation. So learning about them, putting them into practice, it can improve your financial situation right now, and into your future. I, I love how you say protecting your assets, Jerry, because you yeah. got to protect every part of your body and your assets, uh, <laughs> and not enough people do this. Um, so, you know, it, what are the typical mistakes that people make with your five points, Jerry? Well, you know, your income, which is the earning part, the foundation to your personal finances, but you know you need, and we've talked about this before, you need to live below your means. Mm-hmm. That's the number one rule of financial success. Live below your means mm -hmm. and pay for your lifestyle without excessive debt. Right? Right. So manage your income and also be aware of the benefits that your job offers. You know, you might have, um, you know, some benefits you're not taking advantage of. Many young people, when they start with a job, don't even worry about the retirement. You know, some companies have 401Ks, 
and some of them will match up to a certain point. But you have to put in some money, too, and be part of it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you're leaving money on the table. Right, right. Well, what, what's the, I'm, I'm going to take a big guess. What is the, what is the item on, on people's, I guess you could say, uh, poor investments over the course of any given year that really puts them behind the eight ball, Jerry? Is it just going out every night? Uh, a car? That's a, part of yeah, it. Yeah. You know, it could be as simple as uh, buying your lunch out every mm-hmm. day, mm-hmm. you know, because that can run into some money. Now, granted, I, you know, I love to support our local restaurants. We have some wonderful local restaurants, but maybe you don't need to go out every day. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could bring your lunch a couple of days a week. Mm-hmm. You know, people tend to spend a lot of money on things they really don't need. It could be, you know, uh, you know, sport utility vehicle, you know, buying more vehicle than you need. Sure. There's a lot of ways that you can waste your money. And oftentimes, Glenn, all it takes is a little thought. Mm-hmm. You know, think about it before you jump into something. Yeah, and the other thing I heard today, I was listening to one of the pundits on the radio today. Uh, is it true that some credit cards with the, with the rising interest rates are, are as high as 30-plus percent, Jerry? Well, 30% is as high as it can go in New York State. Mm. But they're up there. Yeah. And that's, that's crazy. But again, Glenn, the secret and my rule with credit cards is only use a credit card for something in your budget. Right, right. Because if you operate that way, that means you have the money to pay it off in full, mm-hmm. and then you don't pay any interest. So it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. the interest rate is if you're not paying interest. Well, a lot of people live to live for today and don't worry for tomorrow, Jerry. Um, okay, I, you, you, it's moderation, Glenn. Sure. And I agree that yes, we have to we have to live for today, but we also have to think about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But here's where that really comes into play. You know, we have a fixation, and I'm talking we in a general sense right. have a fixation on stuff. Mm-hmm. We don't need as much stuff as we have, and you get to be my age, my friend. I'm getting rid of stuff. I don't need stuff. I'm more interested in experiences. Yeah, yeah. Because you know what? We don't. None of us get out of here alive. No. So you want to live, but you want to live within your means. That's the key. And the other thing is, you can't take it with you. But uh, the one good thing is that if you have debt, you can't take that with you either. But you're going to leave it with your spouse or somebody. So you really got to get your life in order before, you know, you're no longer here, Jerry. I know that sounds morbid. So the next principle, saving and investing, of course, with your budget, you want to pay yourself first. Right. That's that emergency savings account Mm -hmm. that we've talked about. And, you know, always shop for the best value in making a purchase, you know, making a large purchase. And, you know, make sure some of that money because it's important to save. Monitor where your money's going each month. Mm -hmm. Cut out those expenses you don't really need. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you want to set some goals to continue saving and making sure that you do have some money for the future. Again, being financially successful is all about balance. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. I love the way Jerry puts that. I mean, it really, (laughs) he's the Clark Howard of Northern New York. I don't know if you remember Clark Howard, but he always spoke in and and it means uh, in a manner in which you always demonstrate every every uh, time we speak to you, calm, cool, and collective. I just wish everyone had that temperament when it came to saving money, Jerry. Well, and, and it's a process. Once you start thinking about it, and hopefully we're going to reach some people you and I talking about these things, right. and then they can start making those incremental changes that will make their life better. Mm-hmm. And. You know, stress is a killer, and yeah. financial stress is as bad as any other type of it's, stress. It's awful. People, I mean, I don't want to be real crazy here, but, you know, it does affect people's lives right to the, right to the point of, 
whether or not they won't exist anymore. It really, you pull the last hair out of your head with, with financial issues, and I read about it all the time. And yeah, um, exactly. it's just an awful, awful outcome. Borrowing and debt management, obviously, carefully weigh any major loans to determine if you can afford them. Make sure mm-hmm. that the payment fits in your budget. Mm-hmm. You know, look at rates before you take out a loan. And rates are important now because they're going up. Mm-hmm. Keep your debt to a minimum that you can manage within your budget. Right. And here's a big one. This is so important. Pay your bills on time. Okay, because if you don't pay on time, what happens? You generate a late fee. Right. And late fees are like throwing money out the window. I just it paid one the other day. Yeah. Yeah. That's un- uh, real quick. I know you're a hockey fan. And I, I, um, but real quick, we have an 18 year old hockey player playing for the Chicago Blackhawks. Did I read that right? Yeah, you did. That's amazing. It's is- almost unheard of these days. Is he the Mickey Mantle of hot? Is he the next Wayne Gretzky? Well, perhaps uh, it might be. They're calling him the next Sidney Crosby. I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, eighteen, boy, you know, talk about a lot of uh, talk about he's stress. He's younger than most first-year college players. That's <clears throat> incredible. I I saw that, and uh, and then we have the young player playing at San Antonio uh, last night, which is incredible. Jerry, when people need to find out more about you, and you typically, Jerry Matter, which speaking with uh, a Secom Federal Credit Union, typically hands out his cell phone number for people to contact him. Will you do that again, Jerry? That's the question. Well, of course I will. <laughs> and, and, and Glenn, I want people to know, if you have a group, a civic group, a uh, a school group, uh, any kind of uh, group that you'd like me to come and talk to you about budgeting and saving, talk to you about, uh, you know, uh, credit reports and credit scores, identity theft and fraud, I would be more than happy to do it. We do not charge. That is a service that CECOM will provide free of charge. They allow me to do this. In fact, uh, earlier this week, I was talking to the seniors at Midtown Apartments in Potsdam. Last night, I was at Aquasosny and talking to their um, housing authority folks about budgeting and saving. So I'm happy to do that. Just reach out. The phone number is 315-250-0273. Awesome. One more time, Jerry. 315-250-0273. Always a pleasure. When you're back in town, uh, Jim wants to take you out to lunch. Uh, he told me that oh, yesterday. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> That's a good way to save money. <laughs> well, I, you know, I rather spend his than mine. <laughs> no, that's, that's good thinking, Jerry. Thanks. I, the only way I'll go is if you go, too. What, oh, of course. No, I'll be there as well. <laughs> Trust okay. Me. That's a free nice meal for me, too. To Great. Thanks, Jerry. Thank you again. We'll talk to you next care, month. Uh, that's uh, Jerry Manor, ladies and gentlemen, here on the uh, Live at Five show. And without further delay is our uh, one of four candidates still in the race for city council for the two seats uh, come not this upcoming Tuesday, but the following. And ladies and gentlemen, his name is Timothy Babcock. You know him as TJ. How you doing, sir? Good. You? Good. Real good. Uh, all right. So I saw you at the debate. Got to explain myself here because I was telling people that someone, yet another city council, per, or should I say candidate, was going to be in to, uh, today. Unfortunately, I met with you, what was it, during the, the, the council debate or the mayoral debate? You mayoral went to both. Debate, it was yep. during the mayoral debate. I was kind of busy going back and forth, not to make an excuse, but uh, someone called me out on that today, and that was lovely. So nonetheless, uh, you're here, and uh, we want to learn more about you because uh, you were on the show some time ago. You've been on Jeff's show. Yep. We've uh, we learned a lot about the candidates. You just had your segment, I believe, on uh, Channel 7's news, if I'm not mistaken. Monday night. How, how did that go? I mean, when people see you the next day, what are your thoughts? You, you work up there in Lafargeville. Um, I got a couple emails from people at work that saw it um, that told me it was a good job. They liked what I had to say. Right. Most of the people I work with don't live in the city. A lot of them live further north. Right. Um, but everyone said that I did a really good job. 
And so, as far, of course you did. You do an excellent job. You, you, first time out of the gate, you did run for legislation, uh, legislator, excuse me, a couple of years back. You did well then, and uh, making it this far is, is, uh, is commendable. Sometimes, and I'm guilty of it too, I look at the primaries and says, well, looks like we know based on that universe of votes uh, that that's going to be the same thing uh, during the general election. Of course, you don't feel that way at all, uh, TJ. No, general elections are a whole different ballgame. Yeah. And if you look at history, the, fir- the people that have come in one or two aren't always the one that win in the city of Watertown. So right. I, I think it's really anybody's game at this point. Uh, so what, what have you, I mean, again, you and I, and I know you, you and I can go back and forth with the whole, the, the two main issues. And of course the water one is more enhanced with what happened the other day. We'll get into that, but the golf course won't go away. Uh, we had, uh, uh Dr. Kimball here the other day says, says he's an independent thinker. Uh, others suggest that they, they don't really know his platform. Uh, and without, you know, tearing down the other uh, candidates and whatnot, because you all get along and so forth. Uh, what is your platform? Me, it's just doing what makes common sense and spending the money right mm-hmm. um, and getting out there and taking care of what we need to take care of, whether that be aging water water pipes, aging infrastructure, because there's more than just water pipes that's aging in Watertown, mm-hmm. um, taking care of those things. We are not going to bring back Watertown on recreation. I know that's a platform that somebody else has um, or a current council member has that we're going to bring up, bring back Watertown back because we're going to be a recreation haven. Recreation does not bring business. It does not. It brings tourists, but it doesn't bring steady business and new homeowners in the city of Watertown. And you're referring to, of course, Councilman Cliff only. Yes, sir. And it's and again, the, the gang of three. Um, so there was, I, I don't want to call it an incident, but after the debates, the very, I think it was the next day, signs were taken from a very well-known billboard location on Factory Street. Um, people speculated. And again, I was caught off guard because I was more enamored with what was going on with the uh, with the water main break. But a lot of people, someone caught the act in in you know uh, as it was happening when I believe uh, Mr. Leonard Spaziani, uh, who wants to be city council person, along with city council person uh, Cliff Only, were were seen taking a, a sign down for mayoral candidate Lisa Ruggiero. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Um, you know, if she asked him to do it. Great. They're performing a service to her, but I think it's showing where your allegiances are. Mm. Um, you know, and you, I mean, not uh, knock Lenny, because I do like Lenny. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice guy away from city council stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Everyone's nice. Everyone's you know, nice. Where's, where's one of his biggest signs? Sitting in Cliff's front lawn. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, right. that kind of tells you where he's at. Well, it does. Um, so, you know, where are you guys at? Are you guys, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, striking the, the the pavement for each other, or you know, it seems like there might be, you know, some uh, some some uh, uh, a dual purpose of your own. Are you independent for yourself, uh, just like Dr. Kimball said the other day, or do you have? Uh, are you supporting other council members, and for that matter, the two people running for mayor at this point? Well, I definitely support Sarah. I've said that from the very beginning. When people ask me at the door, I tell them I'm supporting Sarah, and I support mm-hmm. Ben. Um, I think Sarah, Ben, and I can make a lot of good changes for the city, mm-hmm. and hopefully that's the way it ends up. And I believe Ben supports you. He does. Okay. So is that public, or am I announcing something that a lot of people may or may not know or care no, about? No, it's public, and he may even stop by this yeah, evening no, no, and, that's, and share that, that. That's why I bring it up, because we might get Ben in here 
So, uh, again, we talk about the Gang of Three. Some people are, are adding others to it, a well-known developer and businessman, and, and then a fifth one as uh, uh, Mr. Spaziani. So it seems like there's a war between five against three or four. I mean, it, it seems like people are taking sides, not just in the mayoral race, but in the council race. And that includes people running for council. That's unprecedented. I've never yeah. seen that before. I, well, I think you have to see who you think you can work with and do what's right for the city and do the best. And when I see it, you know, Sarah definitely would make the better mayor. Mm -hmm. um, ben definitely thinks a lot more along the lines I do. I, I respect Dr. Kimball. He's a nice guy, but the only thing I've ever heard him come out and actually take a point on mm -hmm. is no against the dog park. Other than that, he talks around everything. Right. He might say he doesn't like the infighting. He doesn't like this, but he's never really taken a stand on anything. Mm -hmm. um, and then Lenny, I think the first part of his name puts him right. Oh, how, how's that? Spaz. Oh, 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 well, I don't understand that. Is that, a, is that an insult or is, is, is when it he, a when knock he gets at his heritage? When, when he, no, it's not knocking at his heritage. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. when he gets talking, he, he, it's almost like he's spazzing out. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it is a knock at him to some degree, but nonetheless, uh, I can't believe you said that out loud. <laughs> Never mind. Just an inside joke. So, uh, But you said it, and nonetheless, this is uh, getting interesting because we have, like I said, less than two weeks left to the... Uh, to the uh, 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 elections. So now things are juicing up here because, and here's why I say that. I, I just got the sense whenever I see Steve Weed Productions, I see you there every, you know, at the city council meetings. I see Ben there and I see Dr. Kimball there. Ben, you know, uh, says in his ads that he's been there longer than others. I think Jay he has. Jason's been there on, again, minus COVID because we couldn't go out and about and so forth. But you guys have taken an active role in taking uh, a, a, you know, a good look at the, the, the weekly me bi-weekly meetings there. Um, yeah, I would have to say I haven't attended as much as Dr. Kimball and Ben, um, but I have attended a few. I mean, I do have a lot that goes on. I mean, I officiate sports as well, so right. sometimes my time on Monday nights is out on the fields. Mm -hmm. um, would that pose a problem? No, because there's, there's give and take. I would block out those nights. Okay. If I was on city council, you know, we can go in to our, to our signing program mm -hmm. and block out what we need to block out for sure. that. But I would still definitely do it because being part of the community in that way is very important as well. There's not enough officials out there to, for, for, for the sports. Mm -hmm. And if you take one more out of it, it becomes that much more burdensome. We already move games now because we don't have enough officials to cover. Like on a Friday night, we'll ask schools to move to a Sat Friday, Thursday or Saturday because mm -hmm. there's not enough. So I would block out the Monday and Tuesday nights that I would need to block out. Yeah. Um, other than that, I'd be there for, for the rest of them. Uh, and by the way, and, and again, I always uh, start off by asking people what they do for a living, and I'm sorry, but I, I mentioned that you work up at Hood as a supervisor, I believe, up there. No, I'm the operations, the operations manager, manager, assistant plant manager for the plant. Yeah. Um, so I run the day-to-day -day operations of the plant. And they, what, what, do they, what do they produce up there? Yogurt, cottage cheese, sour cream, and hell of a good French onion dip. Nice. And these are household products that a lot of people are accustomed to. Uh, and we have, you know, uh, uh, Philadelphia cream cheese coming out of Lowellville. Needless to say, we're a big, big area up here for, ag you know, for dairy products. Uh, and how long have you been working there? I've been there about seven and a half years since we moved back. That's the job that brought me back to this area. Nice. So that's been your expertise as being uh, an operations manager for, for a facility like that? Um, here operations before that, I was a uh, subject matter expert in sanitation for Kellogg's. Nice. Very nice. Okay. Uh, but so, all right, getting back to what you were saying earlier, or let's, I tell you what, you have your headsets on. Can you hear me? Cause I just noticed we have a phone call. Do you want to take phone calls? Sure. All right, let's take phone calls. Then we'll have to do a break because we're stacked with a lot of people that want to run and be uh, someone here in the city of Watertown. Hi, you're on the air. Do you have a question for TJ Babcock? Yeah, TJ Babcock. I, 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 I might have, uh, 
them all to you today because uh, I'm not sure that did, did you are you the one that said that uh, there's some kind of a, um, scenario going on with the water that people knew about that or was that Cliff that was that was Cliff I'm, I'm confused about that whole situation <laughs> yeah that was Cliff that wasn't me because I'm not sure if Cliff is saying that or if they're saying uh, is Mr. Babcock is saying that no I think Ben Ben kind of said it during a, a discussion um, but ben whatever. Jones? Yeah. Oh, so there was actually two oh, people. Am yeah. I right? I'm not sure yeah. Uh, yeah. who's making the accusations. Well, let's. About who? No. Well, I, I don't. You know what? We can get it from the uh, from the man himself. He just walked in the door. He just walked in the door. The problem is we only have one set of headsets. But let me just get. You probably been listening. That microphone doesn't work. You can blame Jim Levin on that. Sorry, so Jim. just grab that microphone right there. Yeah. Here, so ask your question, so Ben. Can so yeah, Ben. Ben Schoen's in the studio. This is an interesting dynamic, by all means. So Ben, the question is: the question is uh, this uh, this leak of information about the reservoir. Did that? There was a press release from sitting councilman. Uh, uh, Cliff only, but you had mentioned something about this yourself, did you not, Ben? I have, but I've I've mentioned this stuff many, 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 many times at council meetings over the last probably four years. And I was thinking about it today. Um, infrastructure. This is not a surprise. This was on the budget list in 2021. It was voted down because they they chose to spend ARPA money on other things like a golf course or a pool. Uh, so when they make infrastructure decisions or to take money from that, this is what happens. If you have something in the ground that's 70 years old, you're going to anticipate that it's going to break. It's not a secret. There's a lot of mains in the city exactly like that. Mm -hmm. The fact that this one broke, is it's not a surprise at all. Yeah, well, not a, and it's amazing that it happened just uh, after the debate that we had the other day. Now, now Tim. Well, uh, hey, well my question is, Glenn, is, I, I mean, it sounds like they're saying that they kept this hush-hush and people are saying, you know, it's a conspiracy thing and, and they knew that it was all broken all along, and they wanted to do this to do something to the city. Is it is that is that what I'm getting out of this thing from Cliff? Or I don't know. I, I, I believe that that is what they are insinuating, but that's absolutely ridiculous. And I think they're trying to deflect the fact that they spent a lot of money and abandoned these infrastructure projects for their pet project stuff, and they don't want to be tied to the fact that they could potentially be responsible for spending money unwisely so they're trying to blame it on somebody interesting else. they're kind of backtracking oh, yeah, that, I, I agree wow. that's okay, why gotcha. i wanted to get clarity all right I'm, sure I'm hang up all right thanks tim thanks all right all right good well that's that's interesting again because you know i've never had an interview and i'm and i'm you know i'm not sean hannity or anybody but i'm t i'm literally i have two candidates for the same seats and so that this is the first i have to say this so without going further this is this like a coalition? Is this like Survivor, or you know, how do how do we how do we how do we go about this, guys? Help me out here, Ben. Well, uh, for me, it's I would like the best candidates possible to get elected, and I, I, I like TJ. I believe that his business ex experience with the the hood plant—that's a huge budget down there. I think that would be a welcome addition to the team. So I would rather have the best person than. If I'm not the best person, then then don't elect me. I think that I am, and I think TJ would work great with the council and be a, a, an asset to the city for sure. Mm -hmm. And TJ, what are your thoughts? Uh, just step to up that. to the microphone. Sorry, no, you're just to echo that. You know, my right, experience right. is there, but you know, Ben's experience is there too. He's put a lot of passion into this city. He's mm -hmm. a contractor in the city. He's done a lot for the city over the past few years, and mm -hmm. he's paid a lot of attention. His knowledge and experience is there as well. And I think working with him. 
it's going to be a great thing. Working with him and Sarah would be a great thing to where we can actually maybe revitalize Watertown and bring it back. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, again, you're not running as running mates because you're running for the same two off, you know, two seats and whatnot. But uh, you, you obviously think that uh, the city council starting in January 1st, 2024, would be better if both of you uh, were in those two, uh, those two seats. Most definitely. Uh, interesting. All right. So let's go to the phones and see who's there. Hi, you're on the air. Do you have a question for Tim? Or Ben, for that yes, matter? Uh, for you two guys. Yeah. Um, I told Glenn the other day I've been here a long, long, long time, and I have never known the water from the park not to leak. It's been coming out of Golden Street going over Thompson Boulevard for 25 years, so it's always leaked. Do you think it's time we got rid of that and put up another water tower up there and get rid of this thing that has never really worked. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, so, uh, TJ, what, what say you? I mean, he did suggest that yesterday. Should we just blow it all up and start all over again with the water tower? Um, definitely something needs to be done there. If we're losing, I think the estimate came out to, what, a half a million to a million dollars it's, a year it's, on it's that? Like, it's like a legacy story about Rod Stewart right. and the soccer team. I don't. Every time I hear a different amount, but nonetheless. Right. I mean, it changes every day. I think it started a little less earlier in the week, and it's growing as the week's gone on. Right, right. Um, something definitely needs to be done there, but I, I would... I would actually go back and ask the experts what they think we should do. You know, that's what city staff is paid for. They're right. paid to make the recommendations to city council on what, what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And we get with them and we say, what's the best path forward? You know, we have a $50 million water plant we have to pay for. Now, if you destroy something that's already there, what's the cost difference between fixing what we have and putting right. in new? Sure. And I think that assessment would have to be done. And that does not, that $50 million, from what I understand, we discussed this just yesterday, does not include the tower. A tower's got to be worth, I mean, I, who can even guesstimate how much a new tower It's hard to park? guess how much stuff's worth now because of inflation and how long it takes to get stuff. Oh, boy. Uh, maybe we can get some federal money because whatever. Uh, all right, so let's, let, all right, you, this is what I got to do. I got, you, we're listening to perhaps one of the most dynamic political shows I have, and I mean this in a very flattering way, guys. We have two people running for city council, and because of all the stuff that's been going on because of the current council, there's more and more awareness about who's going to take these, these two seats. So I'm glad, by the way, I'm, I really appreciate you both being here uh, today. But right now I got to do a break, and we'll be back with more of the Live at Five show with TJ Bobcock and Ben Schoen right after this. Hey y'all, it's the mouth of the South, Carolina Chuck, down here at F.S. Caprera Honda in H2O Town. And it's fall, y'all. So come... Town City Council on Election Day, November 7th. Paid for by Babcock for City Council. And we're back. Wow, speak of the devil, uh, we have T.J. Babcock right here. Uh, and along with him uh, is Ben Schoen. So it's... Uh, I, I was going to say, Tim, if, you, if your name was Jerry, we, would we could be selling some ice cream. <laughs> but it's not. All right, let's go to the phone. Uh, someone should... Uh, T.J., put the... Uh, uh, it's a, hi, you're on the air. You have a yeah, question I, for? I have a question for Mr. Schoen. Yeah, okay. It, it's a two-part question. So, Mr. Schoen, do you agree with the mayor's narrative that it's bribery when PJ asked the mayor to name the people on the meme page? This is Donnie? Yeah, this is Donnie. This is Donnie. Yeah, step up to the mic. Yeah. Is, is it bribery question, so. to, pay, to pay for information? I'm not exactly sure what the legality of that is, Donnie. Is it bribery to pay for information? To get some sort of special treatment, maybe I don't know. I'm I'm not exactly sure. I haven't paid too much attention to the meme so page the drama. Next part would be is if the mayor is accusing that of bribery, Mayor Graham asked Mayor Smith for a thousand dollars to name people today on the hotline. It, would that be considered bribery? Also, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm still not sure. I haven't, I haven't yeah. been paying attention to We're not to this. lawyers, Donnie. We're not lawyers. Well, I'm just saying. I, I didn't is, listen to the show. Um, I apologize the to the mayor. He's being accused mm-hmm. of bribery over the names yeah. of naming them. Right. Shouldn't the mayor also accuse former mayor Jeff Graham of offering him a $1,000 bribe right. to name them? Right. So that would be my question. All right. But fair enough. Donnie, weren't you the recipient of $1,000 when you divulged information about the same you know, page? Yeah, that were, so oh. I did give the information that it was Jen Dindle Bosset or whatever, however you pronounce her last name. And that's... I can't believe you said it out loud. It <laughs> what's, what's going on with people today? Uh, well, that's an allegation, and it's baseless, uh, um, uh, Donnie, and you know that. But I'm glad you got your money in, in the process. That, that I am. I don't, I don't think that that panned out. So do you have to refund well, that $1,000? Exactly, because he's, he's still got a, uh, you know, someone has, a, has some type of, I don't know how to put it, uh, people call it a bribe. I, I call it someone looking for ransom money or something to find out who, who's uh, behind all that. But it's definitely not Jen. I can tell you that much. Donnie, it's not Jen. You're, you're barking well, up the wrong... Then who is it then, Glenn? I have no so idea. Let's go ahead. I don't know nothing. Trust me. I, well, you I, don't I, know I, nothing, I, but you know it's not Jen. Come on now. Uh, all I know is... Mary even talked about the right, right. girls today on the radio. Well, oh, that's the mayor's prerogative. But I just know whoever's doing it, it's just my gut feeling, it's a dude. Last time I checked, Jen is not a dude. Uh, anyone who puts together a meme page like that is probably technically savvy, and I'm sorry to sound sexist, that's typically a guy with a lot of time in his hands. Whoever it is is doing a good job and stirring the pot, but it's definitely not Jen. All right, my friend? I got to go. That's, uh, that's Donnie. All right, uh, you're on the air. Do you have a question for TJ? No, I just wanted to say to Donnie, can't you tell when somebody's joking? Come on. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's like a Rod Stewart song. I was only Joe. All right. Yes, you're right. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. All right. So now we have just us together. No phone calls at the moment. Um, we talked about water. We can go on and on about the golf course. We can go on and on about decorum. But uh, you know what? This is your time, TJ. So you tell me, what am I missing? What am I missing right now? Um, what are we not talking about? Decorum, obviously, is something that does not go away. For at least two years, because do you have the fortitude to work in conjunction with with two people, or let's just stick with one? I don't want to come out with some you know outcome here. It's none of my business. But could you work with uh, Cliff Cliff only as a council person on on the panel? Yeah, because here's the thing: when someone starts going on a rant and rave like that, right? When they get done, you just move on. Mm-hmm. You don't pay them any any and anything there showing that you're buying into what he's saying or what he's doing you just move on because when they go on rant and raves like that they're wanting the reaction right they're wanting someone to come back at them mm-hmm. you know what if you ignore it it ends it's just like a a bully mm-hmm. if the more credence you give that bully right the more they're going to do it whereas right. if you ignore them it goes away that's true it's a good point uh we have a call keep your headsets on we have jim levin uh in the studio just got a haircut uh hi you're in the air do you have a question for tj no, I'm just going to help with your definition. Yeah, what's the defin- definition of what? This is uh, Danny Francis. A bribe. Uh, what's that, Danny? That would not be considered to be a bribe. A bribe would be if you offered money to a judge to make a decision that favored your defendant. That'd be a bribe. It would be worse if you it's shoot the judge, bribe, too. Saying, I'll pay you if you tell me who it is. Right, right. I'm, I'm referring to a story that just happened, uh, uh, Jim. Jim is uh, no, it's like Mr. Roper. That. That's not the de- if, if you want to pay somebody to say, hey, who put that sign up? I'll give you a thousand bucks if you tell me. That's right. not a bribe. You'd be a bribe to bribe a judge to get a defendant off 
and gave him money for it. All right. All right. Fair enough. That's the difference. Gotcha. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I I know it's a great show because this is a treat. I mean, we got two candidates at the the same time, uh, both uh, holding, you know, I guess a pack together as as he's saying or suggesting that if both of you were to take the two seats, that Watertown, TJ, would be better. Get up to that microphone. Watertown would be better off. Yeah, most definitely would be better off. You know, we'd be spending the money where it needs to be spent. We'd be listening to the staff recommendations, putting aside our own personal agendas, and moving forward with the city of Watertown. Mm-hmm. And it needs to return to what it was, when it, what it once was. It's not going to be the same city as when I grew up here. Mm-hmm. It's never going to return to that. But we can do a lot to shape it for the future and make it a place for our children to stay here. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point of it, is to make it a place that our kids can stay here so we can enjoy our grandkids someday. And how old are your children? How many children do you have? I have four. My oldest is, I got a 20-year-old, a 17-year-old, an almost 14-year-old, and an 11-year-old. Okay. And so the future is in your household right now, and you want a better Watertown for not just yourself, but your kids and their friends and everybody. Oh, most everybody. definitely. I want them to stay here. Yeah, exactly. Which, again, uh, just, just to note the other day, Dr. Kimball, his uh, two uh, children are, are here, too. And that's rare to hear that. It really is. Uh, ben, you have children of your own? Yes. You don't need it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I have a daughter, 20 years old. 20 years old. She's in college. And, okay, and does she plan on, I mean, it's her prerogative, of course, but is she going to be like so many others going to Florida, Carolina, Texas? I would probably assume that she will not come back to stay here because, you know, what she's doing in college, what she wants to do for a living, I don't know if there's a huge market for that here. And probably you want to go somewhere where you have a lot of opportunity. And I feel a lot of our youth believes that there isn't a lot of opportunity in in New York itself, especially northern New York. Hmm. Uh, and that, that may be true, and I like to try to change that as much as possible. Sure. So, well, I, I and again, there's so many things. There's, this, you know, we got Jason says we need a four-year college. But there's a lot of things, unfortunately, that city council just doesn't have the power to do. But there's the, the main thing that I see, and up until this whole golf course thing that happened about a year ago now, was uh, ghost homes. Now, Ben, I'm going to keep the microphone on with you because you and I have talked about this before. You are a contractor. Um, how, I mean, can you give me a percentage of homes in your mind, not going to hold you to it. This, this, no one can come up with this answer, a percentage of homes that are just not being, not able to be resurrected or brought, brought back to, uh, to life again. You know, it seems like you go down almost every street in the city and there's at least one house that looks like it's just ready to go. No, yeah. It's gone. Nobody's taking care of it. It looks abandoned. Um, certain, certain parts of the city, you won't find that as much other parts of the city, you'll find it in excess. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's disconcerting because I don't want to see that. I want to, I want people to want to stay here, want to fix up their homes and be able to afford to do that. Right. I've said this many times, uh, single family home ownership is, is one of the keys to get Watertown back on its feet mm-hmm. and to, and to bring youth back into the city. Mm-hmm. If we're all full of apartments and nobody takes care of it, then, you know, we're not going to have people that want to come back and invest here. Like your daughter. Sure. Um, TJ, same question. Yeah, no, you know, we moved back seven and a half years ago. We actually initially looked outside the city of Watertown. Um, and then we decided as a, as a family to move back into the city, you know, and, and Do you live in Winslow. Well, I live on Winslow street. We bought a home in the 300 block. And I can tell you there's, there's an abandoned house kitty corner to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the outside of it looks nice for the most part, but it is abandoned. I mean, I don't know who owns it. Someone might own it, but it's probably outside entity somewhere who doesn't somewhere. care. And the doors aren't locked. People are in and out of it all the time. I go over and shut the doors because they're open quite a bit. Hmm. And, you know, even in my own block, there's quite a bit of, I think, 
someone did just buy a house and fix it up that was abandoned. Hmm. Um, people are trying to do what's right, but I believe it is a rental as well. It's a, it's, so it's a huge we, thing. We got to get people that want to move back here, but we have to have something for them to move back here too, right. and giving them an incentive to buy a house in the city water. Well, it's just ironic. There's going to be a growing number of homeless people that we're seeing up here for the very first time, and yet we have. I'm going to take a guess. At least two out of twenty homes is 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 abandoned right now. And, and, and I talked to a couple of people recently. It's just the, the grass is still mowed. Someone's still paying the taxes, but no one's living in it. So it's, it's kind of a parody in that we have people, you know, they're living on someone's sofa and that we have at least 2,000 houses in town that no, no one's living in. So it's not like you're just going to let a squatter go into a house that is unoccupied, but it is an interesting dynamic, TJ. Do you agree with that? Oh, it definitely is. But I also think our rents are way too high because they have Fort Drum. You know, I, I know what I pay for my house. And there's a duplex right next door to me, and both sides of that duplex pay more than what I pay for my mortgage. Really? Yeah. So I, yeah, I think right. that's amazing. I, I, and our houses are similar in size. Mm-hmm. So I think our our rental prices are way too high as well. It's all scale. It's all up to market scale. I remember I was renting about twenty something years ago, and I, I had a, a one room apartment right on Washington Street. It was very nice. The Sturts family owned it. It was three hundred and fifteen dollars a month. And, um, boy, you don't get apartments for $300 and $1,500. You know, you can barely get someone's uh, room on on Factory Street for that amount. All right, so let's do this. Let's do another break, our final break. And for some reason or other, we lost it. That's great. Uh, I don't know what happened here. So we're going to have to really scramble, and I'll find out, yes, if, well, no, 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 I got it. 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 Sorry, 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 sorry. All right, so let's do this. You're listening to the Live at Five show, and uh, we will be back right after this. Never mind. Now, we won't be back after this. Sorry. We're going to stay right here. I, I moved something around only because I was running out of time, uh, Jim, and I lost the last break. Can you ask? Uh, yes, you know what I'm going to ask here. There's me. There's you. All right. So let's continue the conversation. We talked about uh, ghost homes. Uh, we talked about, oh, okay. So let's, let's talk about quality of life. I know one of the opponents that you just or checked out, one of the sitting council people want to talk about entertainment and whatnot. Um, you know, your daughters, do they have enough to do around here, TJ, in your opinion? Um, I, I, I think my kids are happy with what's going on around. I mean, they stay busy. Yeah. I, I mean, put building more pools, more golf courses isn't going to get them there, though. I, I need the number for Sarah. That's the one, that, uh, spot that, Sarah's card number. That's all I need. Cause that's what, that was the next one that was coming up. Uh, and, and one for Ben, too, because it was in the next ba- break and I lost it. And I, I don't want to lose it now because it's crunch time. Uh, so, all right. So at this point, you, you think that there's enough entertainment for, for a growing family then, or do we need more? You know, my kids stay busy. It, sometimes you have to go look for it, but you know, we go out and do stuff as a family. We do go up to the park. We mm-hmm. go to different areas. Um, both my kids work at the movie theater. So they, or my two oldest kids work at the movie theater. Do they really? So, so they stay busy. That's a great job, by the way. They get to see all the movies. They do. And you know, actually that's where I worked as a kid. And the manager that hired them was the manager I had when I worked there as a kid. Now he's moved on and retired now. Um, but really? You know, there, you, you're telling me that you worked at what was Regal or whatever it was, was before? Hoyt's back then. Hoyt's back then, yeah. Yep. And isn't that something? And the same manager that hired me hired them. Wow. So yeah, I he's mean, gonna... second generation there at yep. the movie theater. Right. Um, but there's definitely stuff for people to do. You just got to get off your couch and get out and do it. Remove the electronics out of their hands and right. go out and do stuff. Right. You know, I'm excited. One of my sons, he'll be old enough to be able to officiate sports with me next year. So he plans on doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to get out and do stuff. But golf courses and pools don't bring people to the area. They don't get people to buy houses. We got to bring more business in. 
and we have to work on that infrastructure, whether it's get Spectrum to step up the game right. or go our own way and look at getting some grants and doing our own municipal internet, bringing in high-speed internet, and maybe even working with Google to get Google-Fi right. to where we can draw maybe some small um, technology businesses in mm-hmm. or even draw some of the mic- Micron stay-at-home people to move up here. Um, one question I asked, and again, I, I hate to resort to the most recent interview, but I, I, it's something that came to mind, and it came up today during the hotline show with Mayor Jeff Smith, were this growing number of what I call head shops or pot shops. Um, you know, you're, you're a dad, you both are. What are your thoughts? We got like 12 of them just in the last six, seven months. What are your thoughts, TJ? You know, it's a business. The city will make money off of the taxes on that. The city will, in my opinion, will do well off of that. I personally don't smoke it. I don't recommend You don't it. drink. I don't drink. I don't yeah. smoke. I don't do any of that. Right. right. Um, you're adamant. <laughs> I don't. I mean, we teach our kids not to do that, but it is a personal choice for people. And, you know, if people want to do that, that's fine. It's legal in New York State, and mm-hmm. there's no reason why the city shouldn't be making money off of it. So it's laissez-faire when it comes to the new pot shops, according to T.J. Babcock. Is that true? What was that? I mean, it, it's okay to do. I mean, just get your hands off. Yeah, I mean, it's okay to take in the tax money. It's a, it's a money revenue stream for the city that we should be looking at. Interesting. Ben, what are your thoughts? Um, as, as far as the head shops... And I call them that. Yeah, They're not no, that. I, I understand. It's, yeah. it's not a positive sign for the city. I don't think that, that that is the most prevalent new store that we have. It's not a great general direction that we're going in. I would like to see if we're going to have legal marijuana sales, I think that that would change a, a lot of that dynamic with those head shops. Right. Uh, maybe some of them would go out of business because maybe there is some underlying business going on there. So should the city get involved in that at some point and say, you know what, hey, we want to try to clean this up. Right. We, want to, we want to bring this stuff in legally. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see something like that. It's enabling. It's, you know, it's, they call it a gateway drug. But right now, you know what? Because of our uh, astute uh, operations manager to make up for my mess here, we have a break to do. And we're going to do it right now. We'll be back with more of TJ Babcock and Ben Schoen on the Live at Five show right after this. Hey, this is Taylor Capura from FX Capura in the Bay. The kids are back to school, and you're driving all over the North Country to their sporting events. How and family and see them on Facebook. Call them at 315-658-2004. And we're back. And uh, thanks again, Ken, uh, Ken Martin. All right. So, Ben, you got, we were talking uh, about a lot of things uh, with respects to the recent uh, uh, water main break. What sure. are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm not sure if, if everybody who listens knows that I was a potential candidate for the interim position when Jesse, Jesse Rocha vacated his seat. Um, I was voted right, down right. by Lisa Ruggiero. She nominated Leonard Spaziani, and I believe it was there was a reason she didn't want me in there is because I'm I'm an independent thinker. I'm not bought by anybody. I have real experience, and I'm not going to be easily manipulated. Mm-hmm. She wanted to nominate somebody maybe who would be a little more pliable. So, and it works out during during that time when he was interim, they did vote on waterline issues, mm-hmm. and. He was a proponent of doing secondary water lines or laterals right. instead of repairing mains. This main that broke would have potentially been one of the mains that got replaced that he was against replacing. Interesting. So is there an alliance between them that started way back then? I think that there's a possibility hmm. that he's on board, and that's why his signs are in all the places where her signs and Cliff signs were at last election. Mm-hmm. There's definitely somebody else pushing that along. Well, yeah, and, and Mayor Jeff Graham coined it. Properly, the gang of three, and we saw it the other day when people were taking the signs down. I think it was because of some 
half-ass association to bullyism and the, the billboards above it, which, of course, this gentleman was on there for at least six, seven months. Oh, uh, man, I but he loved that. that. He, he, Jim loves to be bullied. Yeah. Beat him up. It was uh, just exactly. to speak of transparency, though, yeah. I, I have been nothing but open and honest. And I go to these meetings and for three to four years talking about right. infrastructure. And I think Mr. Spaziani is less than open. Mm-hmm. I think that he has somebody else telling him what to do. Right. And he's trying to deflect the decisions that he made on his term mm-hmm. and what he's doing right now. He's trying to push that off like it's not. Mm-hmm. There's something else going on. Interesting. Well, and he was, he was, uh, it wasn't too eager to divulge who he was supporting for mayor during the, uh, right. the debate last night. I mean, and he voted to spend them. He said many, many times that he would spend that money on the golf course no matter how much it cost, too. So that's money for infrastructure as well. Right. I appreciate the time. No, Thank no, you guys no, very no, much. no, no, no problem. That's been shown. And TJ, uh, okay, so what, what, you know, there was an alliance, but we have, I got to finish this off here. We're talking about alliances. We're talking about gang of three, four, five, twelve, the dirty dozen. Now we have you two guys. Is well, it? Ben and I see a lot of things similar the same way. You know, we're, we're, we're aligned on how we want to see the city go in the future. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying I'm aligned with somebody to say, I support him, he supports me, and move forward that way. Mm-hmm. Because that way voters know if, if they vote for Ben or they vote for me, right. that they're going to get the people that they want in there. I, all right, I just got to talk about the dynamics of the, of the primary, because I'm, I'm a stats guy. Jim knows this. We look at numbers all the time. Not everybody should look at the results of a primary, but that is a universe of voters that went out that day on a Tuesday in June, and the numbers came out a lot of favoritism towards Dr. Kimball, followed by the man to your right, which is Ben Schoen, then Leonard Spaziani, and you wound up on, on, on the fourth rung there. This helps, this alliance helps you, and I'm just being very honest, uh, TJ, this helps you more than it helps Ben. Do you see it that way? It does, and Sarah coming out in support for me helps me That as helps well. too, with Ben as well. Um, but you know, Dr. Kimball, he has a lot of respect from the community because he was their doctor. Mm-hmm. He was their surgeon for a lot of years. So mm-hmm. people know who he is, but they don't know him as a politician. Like I said earlier in the show, the only thing he's truly come out and said right. is I'm against the dog park. Right, right, Other right. than that, it's, I'm for whatever, That's for the betterment of, of Watertown. It's a kiss of death when you're for the doc, dog, dog right. park. Right. Other than that, he's just said I'm for the betterment of Watertown. He has not taken a stance on anything. Hmm. And I think that's showing, and people have seen that. He might go to city council meetings. He might do stuff. But he does not take a stance on anything. He talks around it, and he right. sounds good while he talks he's about it. He's very intelligent, needless to say. But he does not come surgeon. out on a stance for anything. Interesting. Okay. So are, are we getting, I mean, we got less than two weeks left to the election. Are we going to be seeing more of this? I'm not saying mud's flying here, but the stuff talk we've talked about today, particularly your angle on, on one of your opponents there, uh, is very interesting. So th- is this what, what a town needs going into, the, into election day? Um, I, I think people just need to get out there and research each one of us and make, make their best decision. You know, mm-hmm. I think everyone, you know, I'm always open to the phone call. Yeah. When, I, when I'm out at people's doors, I hand out a card with my you, personal phone number on do it. Do you want to give your phone number out right now? Uh, you can give me a call. It's 570-560-5833, and I'm willing to talk about anything. I've had people reach out to me and talk to me about different stuff, and after they hear where I stand on stuff, they're like, you know, I never knew that. Uh, Facebook, where can we find out more about T.J. Babcock for City Council? It's T.J. Babcock for City Council at fa- on Facebook. Guys, thank you very much. Uh, I'm signing off right now, but this was a, a tremendous uh, show. Thank you for both being here today. This opens up a lot of doors. AM 1240, WE10, Town up next, CBS. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks. Authorities in Maine are still looking for the shooter